It's the end of 2022. Congratulations on surviving. Now it's time to talk Bradstack. Welcome everybody to the last podcast of 2022. The Sam's Report has survived another year. We have all survived another year and congratulations on making it another lap. Ugh, a lap around the sun, if you will. And so as I have done, I think every year since this podcast has been recorded and this YouTube channel has existed at the end of the year, because there's nothing else going on, I always kind of do a review of just stuff that I use to make this happen, like what I use on a daily driver professionally and YouTubely and podcastly. And so it just kind of every, every couple of years, I go back and look and just kind of see how things evolve because some things evolve more faster than others, especially tech related to recording a, a podcast and a video in that, as opposed to my primary desktop PC, which hasn't changed too much, but a lot of peripherals have. And so that's what I call the Brad stack. It's just Brad's technology stuff. And uh, it's, it's, let's go, let's go. Um, so we're going to pull up a picture here of a rare shot of my actual upstairs desktop where everything that you see ever put on this channel, audio, video, whatever has been recorded. So this is my primary workstation. This is where I edit all videos. This is where I edit all podcasts. This is where I do all my work. So I work, I, I'm the vice president and general manager over at Stardock Software. And so this is, this is my uh, productivity space. This is where I get stuff done. And so there's been a lot of changes, especially on the peripheral front uh, because I'm doing a lot more meetings these days. I've really upped the game, if you will, when it comes to webcams and everything else. So kicking things off, I kind of went all in on Elgato. Uh, so I had a Logitech, a bunch of Logitech stuff, and I, I really just kind of swapped it up for Elgato stuff, which I believe is now owned by Corsair. And the reason being is I've just generally speaking from a hardware perspective, I had a pretty good experience with it. So uh, if you're looking at me right now, you can't see it right here, but there's a Stream Deck XL that I've been using to switch scenes uh, on this pod, you know, this setup for years. And so I finally just figured, you know what, this has worked out well, let's bring it some of this stuff upstairs. So I got it, the, the face cam from Elgato in the fall. Now this is not their new face cam 4K, whatever high end one. This is their last generation one. Cause I got it for a good deal and uh, it does 4K and it was a massive upgrade over the Logitech C920. And so if you can find one on sale, highly recommend it. I also swapped to the Elgato uh, Wave XL, Wave LR, XLR, whatever that microphone is with their low profile stand. That low profile stand is awesome, by the way. And so I use, uh, this is a Rode one here, I believe, um, and it's fine, but this low profile one slides, it fits well under the monitors and so I can swing it in and out and uh, yeah. And then so most recently purchased as of December is I got this guy. So this is their Stream Deck uh, plus the reason why I got this one is that it has the dials and the reason why the dials are important is that you can see in the top there there's what that's a key light air it's their their smaller model which does more than enough light output but what are the challenges I actually had in the setup you can see where my camera is there it's front and center like most individuals or most setups but there's also a monitor offset to the right which is where I keep, typically keep teams and whatever else but the problem was is that monitor kicks out a lot of light I'm a hundred percent max brightness kind of person on all monitors all times and so my face was just massively blown out on one side. So I got the uh, key light air in the top left and then using those dials, actually, I can adjust the brightness and the color temperature, which if you look here, a little bit closer shot. So the two dials on the right do the temperature and then the one on the left, like the middle 
middle right, if you will, the second from the right, uh, does the brightness. Now this is really, really helpful because you can't see it in this, whoops, in this image, but there's actually a window further back from uh, that right side monitor, which actually you can kind of see the light cascading in, so which created a really offset blown out right side of my face when on call. So I got that light and now with all the dials and, and digits and whatever else, I can now adjust that light really quickly, super easy, and it, it works quite well. And then everything else in here is pretty straightforward. Play, pause, forward, back. That's all linked into Spotify. Uh, that top left button is a folder. You press that, and it actually has a bunch of playlists that I typically listen to on a, on a frequent basis. So I can just one punch away from pulling up a playlist. And then mic, mute, and then just CPU uh, data just because it's, I don't know, I just find it. I just, I just like it. And so uh, going down here, so I did swap out my keyboard. I'm, I'm a bit of a keyboard fanatic, and my wife hates it, and it's financially going to ruin us. Um, I've had this, that's a, that keyboard is a Kcron uh, K10. It is wireless, and I also have a Ducky 1-2, which is actually what is now on this basement PC, and I've always wanted a wireless mechanical keyboard setup, and I had that Kcron K10 for a while downstairs. I, I did not like the keycaps at all. They were, I believe, ABS plastic. They were kind of like a glossy, and they just didn't feel good, and I always enjoyed the Ducky 1-2, which is a fantastic keyboard. Uh, but it's wired, and so I swapped the keycaps, and it's it's better. But I still don't love this keyboard, what because it's the Gateron Blue keys, and I just they're too soft. And I'm a very hard typer, and so what? What insanely? What I'm tempted to do is they actually sell a Kcron K10 with swappable switches. So I'm I'm tempted to buy the Kcron K10 wireless, and then swap out all the Gateron Blue with potentially Cherry MX greens because I think they're a little bit firmer than the blues but definitely maybe the blues for sure because I really like the blues uh, and so that has been a recent change but I really like the wireless setup and it charges via USB-C that keyboard will last me three to four weeks without a charge and so I, there's no there are back there it is backlit I turn all that stuff off I just need a key and I don't need to look at my keyboard uh, and then you know accent it out with the keycaps from the ducky one too and there you go. That's probably more information than most people care about, but I really like my keeps. Uh, and then the mouse is the MX uh, Master 3. And then over there on the far top right corner, I recently added the Xbox One, Xbox One, Xbox Series S to the lineup. I did not have one despite leaking it. I did not own one personally. And so I got one of those and it's also plugged into, surprise, surprise, an Elgato capture card. Now I went through two capture cards from Elgato. There's a PCIe one. I think it's PCIe the one that's in inside the PC, and that card just did not work well. Uh, it was supposed to do 4K and be a little bit higher resolution than the USB one, but the internal card, I, I just ran into a lot of problems. I could always get it fixed, but it always required either a reboot or disable enable the hardware or whatever else, and just just never, just wasn't reliable. So I returned it and got the Elgato USB capture card, the HDMI one, it does 1080p, and that's how I record now all the dashboard videos that I do for Xbox content. And honestly, the USB one is what I'd recommend because it has worked flawlessly. And it was actually that Elgato capture card that working flawlessly that kind of pushed me into getting the, the stream deck and getting the face cam and getting everything else because Elgato stuff just kind of works together. Uh, so moving down... 
Next to the Elgato uh, Stream Deck, uh, Stream Deck Plus, I always forget that because everything's a plus or 365 or whatever. Um, that is an ambient weather station. I love this little thing. My wife got this for me for Christmas last year. This is the WS2902 and it has a thing that sits outside and it captures rain and wind. It's just a nice little desktop widget, if you will, that just shows you relevant data, how much rain it has occurred in the past day, week, month, or whatever. It's just a neat little thing. Just a neat little thing. Quite like it. And then also on the desk, you can't see in the top right corner, but in the bottom left, you'll see a Sonos Play 1. I use Sonos speakers throughout my house. And despite the fact that they aren't directly linked to the PC, it has worked out perfectly fine. One of the things I want to try to figure out how to do, but it doesn't, it's not straightforward because Sonos is Sonos. Uh, I would love to have a one push button on my Elgato Stream Deck that would it would initiate a playlist on a speaker set so if you're not familiar with sonos um, they're all wireless speakers and you can group them so i have a group called basically office and kitchen which surprise surprise has the speakers in my office and in the kitchen and i'd love to be able to hit that one button and have it start a playlist that i've predetermined on that speaker group but i haven't quite figured out yet if anybody knows would love to the, the monitors are nothing special they're the dell 27 inch 4k monitors 60 hertz they have worked i've had these things for years and they continue to work exceptionally well my primary gaming box is actually the xbox series x no surprise they're hooked up to an lg c9 uh oled display absolutely fantastic elite series 2 controller and my preferred headset currently and still to this day is the rig 800 lx uh, i have one i've recommended to a bunch of friends you can usually find them pretty cheap now about 100 bucks they are fantastic the biggest 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 downfall is twofold one they're not USB-C, and two they have to have a dongle so they don't connect directly to the xbox yeah so uh swinging it back for a second because i forgot to bring this up so people have been I, I tweeted about this thing the the stream deck stream deck plus like would you recommend this brad um maybe it's really good if you have a bunch of Elgato stuff. The software is a little flaky still. It's very clearly that they got this thing done and just kind of pushed it out the door. And there's not a lot of functionality for the dials. All of this has the massive caveat that if you have other Elgato stuff, like the microphone, the lights and all that, then there's plenty of functionality. But if you don't have any of that stuff, the native integrations are pretty weak on the knobs. Now, the, the keys have been around forever and there's a bunch of different stuff you can do. But unless you have a bunch of Elgato stuff and you're trying to do exactly what I'm doing here, which is controlling lights, uh, the other, the second from the left dial does exposure on the camera so I can really fine tune everything. If you're not doing that kind of stuff, you might want to wait, personally speaking. And then the furthest left is just system volume, which does work. So you, it, it's a case by case scenario. If you have a bunch of Elgato stuff, it's a great purchase. Uh, it's not cheap, but it's a good purchase. If you don't, I would wait a little bit more until the third-party ecosystem has time to tap into this kind of stuff uh, because the offerings out of the box are kind of weak, if I'm honest. So uh, there you go. There is that. Now, when it comes to software for editing this podcast, like you see right here, what does Brad do when I finish? Well, when I finish, I go and sit down up here, and then I have this basement PC, which has not changed, which is still a 7700K. 16 gigs of RAM and about two terabytes of storage. And so uh, one terabyte is a uh, solid state drive. And then there's actually yes, still a mechanical drive in there that came with the PC when, when it, we came into my possession. And so I just use a solid state drive. I go upstairs. It's a network share. I drag it up there and I primarily use Adobe Premiere Elements. Not many people still don't know about this. If you need just a pretty robust, but not Premiere Pro type editor, it's a great piece of software. It's a one-time purchase. It's not a subscription from Adobe. It's just a great 
easy to use video editor and this stuff, uh, it works pretty well. There's some high end functionality in there too, like green screen and chroma key and uh, keyframes and a whole bunch of other stuff. If I need to go up a level, I'll use DaVinci Resolve Pro or DaVinci Resolve. I don't think it is pro, just whatever DaVinci Resolve. And then down here, when actually recording here on this box, I'm using XSplit, although I'm very tempted to switch to OBS. I've used XSplit for years and it's just a comfort thing. But I'm tempted by OBS, mostly because I like to change things up, because why not? Uh, but I'm tempted by OBS. This is a Blue Yeti microphone on a Rode stand. It's actually still using a Logitech C920, but I flood this thing with lights, which are wired up to the Stream Deck. You see if I turn off all the lights here, it kind of goes to hell. If you turn them back on, it's all wired up through. These are just uh, Wi-Fi switches wired up to the Stream Deck, and it works. it works really well works really well uh work laptop which you don't i don't have available here is a surface studio laptop uh i really like this thing it has performed quite well and then personal technology like things that are literally on me is i finally upgraded my apple watch i had a four and now for christmas wife and i got we got eights uh, i'm still using iphone 13 and i also added airpod pros 2 to the lineup which i think are actually on this desk yeah you can see up there at the top left i had the original airpods like the, the ones and they had about a 19 minute battery life and shame on me for giving into apple and buying the airpod pros too but we're taking a bunch of flights this year and i figured those the the noise canceling on those would be good as i typically use the sony xm3s which you can't see in this image is actually hanging under the desk that's what i use to, to listen to music or whatever audio uh most days on the on my workstation just because those things are exceptional so that is i think the brad stack of whatever i use to get things done for 2022 is there anything i'm looking to change i still i i'm tempted to upgrade the pc the pc is which i don't even think i'm doing anything on uh that pc is a 7900x so it's a more than capable machine with a 2070 super 32 gigs of ram it is it it has served my needs exceptionally well but like i'm getting that itch of like man what if we went to like a 13th gen or new, new the new high-end amd chips Ooh, those would be nice help me do things a little bit faster a little bit more uh better but at the same time, it's I, I rarely struggle for when I'm running into performance. I, I don't game much on this PC, very rarely. Sometimes flight sim, but I've really, when I game upstairs now, I just game on that Series S on that box, and it works fine. Like, I, I don't need a higher-end GPU. I mean, I'd want a higher-end GPU, but I don't, there's, it, all I'm going to do is see my background at the same thing. Uh, so I'm not going to see too much performance gain there. Maybe a little bit on video editing, but even now, Editing a 20-minute video such as this one will, will only take, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes to render out at 1080p. So it's nothing too, like, okay, so it goes to 8 minutes or 7 minutes. What did I get really gain for spending two grand? So we'll see. I'd love to upgrade that thing, but it's just hard to justify right now at this point, especially when you got a kid and you could go take a vacation or half a vacation for two grand, which is what it would cost to upgrade the thing even more if I wanted to get a decent GPU because I really would need, I guess I could reuse the case, but I would need, definitely need a new board and CPU. So there's at least a grand. And then a new GPU would be probably another grand if I got the new Radeon uh, one that's about a thousand bucks is what I was eyeing. So it's like, eh, there you go. Uh, if there's anything you guys see I don't have or don't use, I'd be curious to know, you know, what you guys use. Obviously, I'm running Windows 11. I'm actually running Start 11, you know, promo or whatever. That's the 
software that I've worked at the company that we make, uh, which is I love. And so Windows 11 up up top, and uh, yeah, that's that's I think the Brat stack for. Am I missing anything for for mostly what I use on a daily basis? Now, it wouldn't be a Sam's Report podcast without a questions of the week, which is something that I always do, and it's genuinely my favorite part because it's it's the interaction with the community. Um, you know, when I'm sitting here recording this, I'm literally talking into a a webcam, and there, I'd like to think that there's other people on the side outside of there, and when questions happen. That, that's where we at. So we are going to kick off the questions for the last podcast of 2022. There will be, uh, we're doing, I've got a video lined up for, I think, probably next week about predictions for what's going to happen, I think, next year, especially on the Xbox side. Uh, but this one is the wrap-up of 2022, and let's dive into the questions, my favorite part of every week. So Mr. PKI, or should I say Mr. Regular, kicking off the questions here. What did you think of High on Life on Game Pass for the holidays? The critics hated it, but it was certainly a short but fun game for the holiday for many. It certainly wasn't G-rated if the family is around when playing. So, okay. High on life. I've only played probably about. Half, I haven't. I have not completed the game yet for part couple reasons. One, I really like Vampire Survivors. Uh, <laughs> I'm. I love Vampire Survivors, and when I have thirty minutes to sit down and play, I'm honestly probably playing that. I've played a decent amount of the High on Life to get much of the memes. Um, I will probably finish it at some point, hopefully before it leaves Game Pass. But it's it, it is not G-rated. <laughs> Mr. PKI is dead on. It's pretty funny. If you like Rick and Morty, you will probably like that style of. You will like the game. I mean, it's made by uh, the voicing is the same people, so um, you will probably like that game. Anyways, uh, people should try. I mean, it's on Game Pass. So what does it cost? It costs nothing. It's one of those games. It's another perfect example. Same with Vampire Survivors. I never would have played it. I never would have played High on Life. Never played Vampire Survivors. There's probably a couple others, but that's just in the month of December that I never would have tried if it wasn't for Game Pass. And pretty much, other than Call of Duty, if it's not on Game Pass, I'm honestly probably not buying it uh, unless my group of friends do. But we've all just been you know, aggregating around Call of Duty for years, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. The Metal Bear says, what are your predictions for all things Xbox this next year? Metal Bear, you're going to have to wait. I'm, I don't have my list handy, and I'm not going to do it all in this episode, but I'm, I'm putting together a list. Uh, will the games come? Will the AB, ABK deal drama finally end? Well, the ABK drama, I would suspect, will end one way or another, and I still think that they will uh, will get it. Uh, he says, second question is, he says, I recently started working at Target and found that beyond Xbox and some Windows laptops, MS has no retail presence. Why is that? Uh, Microsoft has tried to have a retail presence. They had their own stores, which they have now shut down. I think all of them, except a couple bespoke experience centers. I know there's, I think, one in New York, maybe one in London, something like that. It's just Microsoft just isn't a great retail company. They haven't necessarily had a lot of success with consumers in general. Xbox is the one massive caveat to where Microsoft has had consumer success. But outside of that, you look at things like Band, you look at things like Zune, you look at Groove Music Maker, like these things have all just, they don't do well with consumers, and so the consumer presence isn't there, like it just is, it's just not there. And then also, you got to remember that their consumer presence is also tied up in their OEM partners, right? So every time you see Dell, Lenovo, HP, Alienware, any of these brands sitting out on shelves... That's a Microsoft presence, just not directly. So they're behind the scenes. So it's not that they don't have it. It's just that Microsoft as a primary direct-to-consumer brand has always been a little bit shaky, uh, in my opinion. Kadupa, Here's a question after a long time. Well, Kadupa, 
We've got an answer for you. Just maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, what do you think will be Microsoft's next acquisition? Ooh, that's a good one. Can Microsoft buy Spotify and run it well? I wish they could do it, and I think it's a great thing to buy. If I were a betting man, if I were a betting man, I don't have any specific targets in mind. If Microsoft is going to be acquiring another company in a, outside of ABK, first off, it's going to be pretty small. It's not going to be a big one. I bet it's in the security field. That would be my guess. That has been a significant focus for Microsoft, has been growing their significant or their security presence and tooling opportunities for their clients. And I suspect that if Microsoft's going to buy somebody, it's going to be them. I don't see them buying Spotify unless they come out with some renewed hope of becoming a consumer company again but i think that microsoft is smarter than that and they're not going to do it because they've tried it just doesn't work and so maybe i don't know the one thing in the back of my mind which says well maybe they could maybe they could is link the linkedin acquisition i believe has gone pretty well for microsoft they've grown the platform quite a bit since they've acquired it the question would be could they do the same for spotify i don't know it's pretty when they bought LinkedIn, it's like, who are they going up against? It's like kind of Facebook, but not a whole lot. LinkedIn sort of had its own thing going, and it fit Microsoft's enterprise market exceptionally well. When you look at Spotify, it's like, man, okay, who are they going up against? Apple. And it's like Microsoft has a tough time competing directly against Apple, and it seems, it seems like it could be a tough challenge. So dark cloud says how is 2022 over and how did we survive i don't know and i still don't know knock on some wood cross your fingers throw some salt over your shoulders whatever your lucky rabbit's foot thing is do it for 2023 i'm hoping that 2023 is a bit more optimistic 2022 is a little you know coming off the back end of 2021 hopefully we can kind of push that aside and uh you know have a have a good 2023 but yes tw i don't know how 2022 is over it, as they say the days are slow but the years are fast something like that especially it's with a, a kid and uh seeing how quickly she is growing up just baffling how quickly things uh sydney 2k comes in and says happy new year happy new year to you too sydney uh how are you looking forward to 2023 in the tech world apart from the activision blizzard king deal being over well bleeding into a little bit of like what i hope to see in 20 next year I hope we see Windows. Win there, there's two things I want to see out of Microsoft. Windows stabilizing and, and having some sort of recognizable update pattern. Or maybe, I don't know if we'll see a Windows 12 next year. Uh, and then loops. I, I, every year, I can't believe I've, I've looked back at my notes and I was like, oh man, here come my Fluid components. I'm going to get my Fluid app. And then last year, I was like, I'm going to get my app. And then now here we are again. It's like, man, I'm going to get my app. I'm still using Notion for my my collaboration, syncing uh, across device database tool of thoughts and, and whatever notes and everything else. And uh, yeah, <laughs> still waiting on loops. So I hope we see something happen with Windows that just makes it a little bit more recognizable about their update cadence because it's still just Microsoft just features done, bam! Like there's, and it just scattershots everything and it makes it chaotic and nobody really understands when and how things are updated anymore and there's no stability from a user perspective things just kind of show up sometimes they don't sometimes there are people have features sometimes people don't and so trying to unwind that nest of where are you in the universe of windows is incredibly challenging so uh oh <laughs> I appreciate this individual. I won't say his name first. He says, because I know you have a hard time pronouncing names. I absolutely do. It is pronounced Cad. Cadgart. I believe Cadgart. So Brad, hope you have a good holiday. Hope you did too, Cadgart. And says, how do you like your Stream Deck Plus? So I answered that a little bit, but TLDR 
it is good if you have a lot of Elgato stuff. If you don't, you might want to wait for the software to mature a little bit. Uh, what is your opinion on gamers suing Microsoft for the Activision thing? So this, I got a bunch of messages about this. I, so there's a group of individuals who put together, I believe it's a class action lawsuit against Microsoft saying, no, you can't buy Activision. Uh, rehashing a lot of some weird, not weird, but the concerns about Microsoft becoming a monopoly, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, Mike, I'm not a lawyer, uh, so I can't, the legality of it, I mean, it's something Microsoft has to deal with. They can't just ignore this thing. So they are going to have to go to court and defend this, but I suspect that it doesn't carry nearly as much weight as something like the FTC. And so this is just potentially going to maybe delay things a little bit, um, but it's it's minor, in, in my opinion, in the grand scheme of things. I mean, put it this way, anybody can sue anybody in the United States for anything if you are willing to pay the court fees and the lawyer fees. Doesn't mean you will win, doesn't mean you are right. I mean, I could go out and and, and sue, uh, I don't know, my neighbor for um, coughing when I was away on Christmas. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, you can do whatever you want. Doesn't mean it's legal. Like, it's the courts just have to hear it. Doesn't mean it's going to be valid and justified and ruled out. But that's just kind of the nature of the way it is. Uh, any games you're looking forward to in 2023, confirmed or not? The, I'm, Starfield. Starfield is the one I'm looking forward to most. Uh, Red Fall, which is now going to be, looks like it's going to be happening in the spring, going to be Red Spring. Just, they're not going to rename it. Uh, Starfield. Like, I know it's cliche at this point, but I hope that Starfield lives up to the hype because it's a, it's like my, based on the limited amount of information we have, which makes me a little bit concerned, it looks like it's my type of game, the game that I would like. So I am hoping that it, I hope, I'm hoping that it plans out or plays out as well as we hope. And I hope that there's a whole universe. I don't know if we'll get a multiplayer aspect to it. Like I'm imagining in my head, but, um, I, I'm looking forward to it so that, you know, hopefully around the same time as Microsoft loops does, uh, let's just see there. And he says, still waiting for this friends and family game pass, hopefully after the acquisition. So this will bleed into, um, the, the Xbox predictions, but yes, uh, it's out there, it, but it's just Microsoft limited it very much so to specific markets. And I think this ties back into Microsoft just hoping, fingers crossed, that ABK deal goes through and then they're going to recycle and reboot the whole subscription tiers now that they have the new product line. And I fully expect a price increase sometime after. They may not do it right away because there might be kind of dicey. It's like, hey, you acquired this company. Now you're raising the prices on all that stuff and everything. So we'll see. And an old Amiga user wrapping it up for 2022. He says, knowing what you know now, what would you ask Microsoft about the development of Windows 11? I would ask them, what is your grand plan here, right? Because Microsoft made this pitch that by jacking up the security baseline, uh, that they would make PCs more secure. And I think we can agree that on paper, yes, that is fundamentally true. But the question I have for Microsoft is, what was your intended goal? Was it adoption of Windows 11 or increasing security? Because I, they, they are incompatible. If Microsoft wanted everybody to run Windows 11, they would have just kept the baseline the same and maybe done something, obviously done something different. And everybody could have upgraded to Windows 11. We all know that the upgrade... Uh, Saturation of Windows 11 right now is low. It's low, like somewhere between 25 and 30% seems to be like the, the industry consensus somewhere around there more than a year after. Many people expected more. Uh, Microsoft's got a 
big issue now where they have Windows 10 coming to end of life here in roughly two and a half years, something like that, somewhere around that ballpark. And they've got a majority of people not on Windows 11. So how are they, what's, what is going to happen here? And what was, was this forecasted in their information when they thought about changing all these baselines? The other thing too, I would love to ask him is like, what was your true plan for updates to the platform? Because they came out and said one update per year. And that was absolutely incorrect. We get updates in these they probably say one version update per year, but that is so not true. They do these moment updates and people get features left, right, and in between, and some people never get them. And um, yeah, I would love to know what they were really thinking with their update cadence because they got a lot of positive press for it. They went from two updates per year to one, and now instead of one, we're getting like four. So there you go. There you go, my friend. So what happens with this podcast next year? Probably not much. I mean, I enjoy doing these things on Friday mornings. This is, although this one, ironically, as I say, that is on Saturday morning because of last week's holiday. We did a little traveling, took my kid to see a Harry Potter thing. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, would, I did this podcast when only my mom listened and I will continue to do it as long as mom keeps listening. And so there you go, my friends. That wraps up 2022. I hope that you're previous year was good. I hope that you stayed healthy and you were able to get through the year and I hope that your 2023 is better. I look forward to chatting with all of you next year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch all of you right back here next time because the only BS on this podcast is me.